We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. We've got Scott and Ilya with us. Logan is traveling back from Tampa, assuming the nor'easter going up and down the coast does not impact his travels. Apparently, Scott, it was everyone get injured week at Yankee Spring Training. Did you know it was going to be that? That wasn't on my calendar. Wasn't on my calendar either, but certainly wasn't on the the uh, the calendar for any of the Yankees doctors either because clean bill of health from everybody. Best shape of their life, clean bill of health. Everybody's arms are in great condition. They're ready to go. Mid-season form. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently everybody that we've acquired here is in big trouble. <laughs> and right and I don't know I don't know where that goes, where, where you place the blame other than assessment of said people and the structure of their body. Radon, Bader, Trevino, Rizzo I'm including, but Rizzo seems fine. He's back in the lineup. Radon, Bader, those are the two big ones. Radon, uh, mild forearm strain. I'm going to get into the details on that. I read an article from The Athletic that cited a doctor, a real doctor, not a fake doctor like Scott, mm, yeah. talking about his injury. And then Bader with the oblique. I think I have a better record than any of the real doctors. <laughs> in this point, so uh, no, I don't This know. guy's not associated. This is a, a, a doctor unassociated with the Yankees. If you're a doctor, you do not want to be associated with the New York Yankees. That looks bad on your resume. Yeah. Or, or if you're a good doctor, maybe there's an opening here you know, for some competency. Maybe that, maybe that. It's, a, it's you just have to apply and just have gone to medical school and you're, and or, you're the or most not. qualified. Maybe I should apply and test this theory. <laughs> so out of Radon and Bader, which one are you more concerned with? A hundred percent, it's Radon. You know, we could find a body to play center field. Not that I'm discounting what Harrison Bader can and should be. Because obliques are serious. Obliques, obliques are a pain in the ass. That can linger. They're saying six weeks or whatever. He's going to miss yeah six weeks, give or take. 
we've seen obliques last months. And but you know what's worse than an right. oblique is a is, is a forearm is an is arm, arm for a pitcher. For a pitcher. Yep. Yeah, 100%. yeah. You know the 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 number one uh, telltale sign for Tommy John surgery coming up is is forearm discomfort. So you know this is it's these just are code. forearm both, is code. It is well. It's also connected. You you feel it all the way down your arm. It's like a floss when you move your fingers, your elbow. You feel that tendon going. So if you don't want to say his elbow hurts, you say his forearm hurts. Okay, it's yeah. his upper forearm. Great. What, so what could that be? But Bader, Bader having an oblique injury. Um, I was I was really expecting a huge season out of him. I, I was gonna. I really had a very good bull prediction for him too. And I don't know if I can go for it anymore because of, of this, yeah. of this injury and, and where it puts him and, 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 you know, where, let me guess, the, can I guess unknown. what your bold prediction was going to be? I'm still going to use it probably, but go ahead. Was it Bader 30, 30 guy? No, I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs. <laughs> what, what was the, what was the I think he's going to steal 50 bases, 50 bases. Not look at bum oblique. Not with a bum oblique, but when you go back and look at his numbers where he was last year and came on, he stole, I think it was like 17 bags in the short amount of time he was and here. And was 50 going to be the team lead or was T- someone else going to steal like 97 bags? No, he was going to be the team lead at 50. He was going to be the team lead at 50. I'm still I'm still IDing my guy who I think is going to go out there and, and, and swipe up to 75, but um, I'm not seeing, I got to see how this, how this plays out with on base percentage that's a big deal oh yeah because that's a get big on base deal steal. yeah, yeah. got to get well, on base. first first you need to be in the lineup and that's second, true you need to you need to get on first base to steal a base you need to not have oblique injuries to to actually find out what uh what you can do on the field no but it's it's the radon thing you know and and you know he's saying all the quotes of uh, I, i'm here I'm here to pitch, not in the all, not by the to the All Star break, not in the yeah. regular season, but in that, October. Okay, that like, quote okay. annoyed me because, dude, you've pitched one spring training game. How about pitch at all? Actually, for the Yankees in the regular season, before you start pitching deep, get on the field, s- start your engine, s- get on, get on the train moving forward before you start talking about pitching deep into October. It's okay for us to talk about the the lack of of importance and and relevancy that some of the regular season has for players and teams in general it's not for the players to talk about that you're getting paid a very handsome amount of money to pitch all year long that's not you're not just here to pitch in october yes you're here to perform and and do the things in october to get the team to the promised land but in order to get that way you need to establish yourself in this city and you need to establish yourself on this team and that is done uh first and foremost in the regular season but also you know, you got to be on the on the mound to do that and to build to build some momentum for for you know confidence in in how we think about it. I I don't like it when players are are dismissing that part of the game because it it should be important to them. Every game should be important to them. They should always want to be there. Should always need to be there. Um, so yeah, it, it did run me the wrong way a little bit. And you know what? What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Like this guy being Tommy Tough guy going out there trying to do the things. And and it had it was everything about you know, being a veteran player and not overthrowing. I don't know if, if that particular start, because he was trying to throw hard and show everybody he can pop a gun, uh, you know, a, a radar gun well in spring training on your first start. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, with the overexertion, but you can't tell me that it didn't. Can't tell me that no, it didn't. but he's saying he didn't rein it back. So he said he had the similar issue to this last May. He didn't miss a start last May. So how could this be a similar issue? That's, you know, just, that, discomfort, any kind of soreness or discomfort you could label as a, as a, if you're feeling it in the same way, label it as a, as a, as, as something that you've, that you've gone through. I and, guess, and but do you think if he had, through. 
if he had an issue like this, they would have pitched him every every game last May. I feel like the Giants would have skipped a start at least if he's had. If a pitcher goes to the training staff and says, "My forearm is bothering me," he's not making his next start. Yeah, I don't. So, well, it, that, that could, I could look at this as a good sign if he, if he's saying that that the Yankees are being extra cautious and that this isn't. I mean, he even talked about that. If this were in the playoffs, I'd be out there pitching. He said that that he could throw through it. Um, but they're playing the the cautious route. So I, I do hope it's that. If it's that, then fine. Get out there and throw, you know, when you don't feel anything. But the problem is, it's like these guys are always going to feel things throughout the year. So are you are you now basically encouraging your guy to not tell you if there's something like that that's that's in to me that's no, we never. We've always said that that players because didn't Severino hide some stuff and that that's, that's what I'm saying. You're just encouraging your your the, your players to do that because if you open your mouth about the smallest, tiniest little thing, now all of a sudden you're missing, you know, potentially a month of baseball. He didn't pitch well last May, so he had an eight he had an eight run start in May. He didn't he didn't pitch well in the month of May. So if he was injured, that could have been a factor. So I, I was talking about this article. But if it if, he, if it healed and if he got better and was throwing great. better after this without any rest, then it. yeah. Yeah, so maybe the Yankees are being overly cautious, which again, I'm totally on board with. Be overly cautious in March. If he doesn't start a game until May 1st, like really, who cares? As long as he comes back May 1st and is good and doesn't go back on the IL, right? Because then if, if this is just like a thing all season, then we're all going to be annoyed. But the Athletic talked to Dr. Spencer Stein, who is a health orthopedic surgeon at NYU Langon Orthopedics. Yeah, Steiny. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah we you, went to you guys we did the board together. together. So, so uh, there's some big words in here. The brachiorodalis strain. It's a brachiosaurus. That's a type of plant eater it, right, in the Cretaceous yeah. area. Dinosaur strain to his forearm uh, is actually better than what the common forearm strains are, which is the flexor prontoris. Prontoris also sounds like a dinosaur. I can clearly see where you people got all of these, these terms from. But he's saying... He hasn't seen, I love this as well. I haven't seen his x-rays, so don't really know. Just going off of, you know, this guy told me, who told me, who told me. But these uh, these strains, the, the bronchiosaurus strains are less severe than the prontosaurus strains. And that's good news as far as Carlos Rodon and the Yankees are concerned. Yeah, so that's good. You know, you got the, you got the, right, you got the right dinosaur uh, ligament in there that, that is aggravated. Um, so hopefully he can just work through this and, and they're being cautious. But yeah, it's not good when you have your starting center fielder, which you you traded for, who was injured when you traded for him knowingly. Different injury, but also injured. Uh, then the other guy you trade for is on the shelf for at least, you know, up until the All-Star break plus with Frankie, Frankie Montas. And now you got this other guy that you just paid a whole bunch of money for, didn't trade for him, but you signed him, understanding that he was going to be a massive part of your championship run this year, not starting with a... Uh, a strain in the forearm of some sort. So not great. It really is not great. Yeah, everyone they've acquired since last deadline is not going to start the season on the opening day roster. So we're just running it back. to injuries. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what? This team was the best team in the galaxy for the first half of the season. So glass half full. Yeah. A lot of midseason acquisitions for the Yankees this year. Well, oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. A lot of healthy guys coming back. No doubt. What, you don't what need a to go out and get anyone at the trade deadline. Especially got, if they start off here and, you know, they're on pace for 133 wins. That's right. You've got Canely coming back. You've got Efros coming back, Trevino coming back. All of those guys are going to bolster the bullpen. And then you've got two stud starting pitchers 
coming back. That, that, I mean, that's a massive trade deadline that the Yankees are going to have as a narrative. Yeah, and some of the guys are they're acquiring twice in a row, which is hard to do. Yeah, Frank that's not easy. It's not yeah. easy to do that. Brian Cashman, yeah. probably the only GM that is able to acquire the same player in Ooh, two back-to-back tease. deadlines. That's a good tease for tomorrow. It's finally happening. The Brian Cashman history episode is dropping Thursday morning, bright and early. We have finished the audio production of it. It's a two-part series. Each episode is about 25, 26 minutes long. I think it's our best work as far as all the history episodes go. Uh, I had a lot of help on this one. Ilya did 95% of the research. Logan has been helping out with a lot of the production stuff. Scott, you've done jack shit. But yeah, I listened to a couple of things. <laughs> you're there. Um, it is a Donald. Fart. Donald is doing Donald the, on the on the audio side. Our at our audio editor Donald, who has edited the thing eleven different times and added pause here and remove pause there. You know what I forgot as I was doing it? So when I did these, I did one every single week for whatever it was twenty straight weeks during the pandemic. And it's really because I had nothing else to do. Um, and so I just like poured my, myself into that. I loved researching for it. I loved writing them. I loved obviously putting them out and like constructing like the audio clips and everything. The one thing I absolutely freaking hated doing was recording it. I hate just like, it's not like I'm necessarily reading a script, but they are scripted. But just like the... The, you do it in a conversational tone, so to, I'll, I'll, and that's what I'm going for. I'll throw you some flowers here. It takes forever. It still takes for freaking ever to do. Yeah, it, they sound good. It, they they're they're very conversational in in tone and and the way that, that you deliver them. So uh, they're engaging. I, I know you 86 the music. I did like the music. Yeah. I thought it added some cool stuff to it. You probably need like a lot more time to put the the exact right music under the exact right thing, and that's you know, probably too much of a blanket across it. So I understand that. Um, it's hard to do scoring stuff as takes a lot of time and, and, and yeah, John just, Williams was busy. He wouldn't. Do yeah. It. Um, but no, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think it's good. And there's going to be a visual element to it as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for them to come out. Yeah. So Thursday morning, part one, uh, Friday morning, part two, definitely check it out. Would appreciate all the support. Um, you know, talk about it on social, share it with people. It's uh, obviously an evergreen episode. You can listen to it at any time, but it, covers Cashman's entire Yankees career up and from the moment he started interning with them back in the 80s all the way up through basically today. So really excited for that to come out. Um, And I think you were talking about him being the only GM to be able to acquire the same starting pitcher in back-to-back trade deadlines. And and that might happen because of Frankie Montes. And relievers, and relievers, and center fielders. So we've been joking about the Yankees medical staff, but... Do you think this is a bad coincidence that all of these guys are injured or is this legitimately a breakdown in their evaluation process uh, that has caused them to acquire guys that are damaged goods? It's it's either it's either a breakdown in their evaluation process or they're they're purposely looking the other way for some reason for for some reason. Like they can't not have known that Frankie Montas had some That's the big one. Yeah, I mean it's just, you know, Everything was right there. He even said that he wasn't healthy just recently, talking about that. I'm like, we read, yeah, Frankie, we all knew. We all knew. Everybody who watches the team every day and was analyzing everything that this team does said it when they acquired it. We knew it. We knew it. We read that Boone quote from like August 2nd or whatever, basically being like, yeah, we know he's got the little injury stuff going on right now. It's like, okay. So it's it's either, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that they're completely missing the things, but they're they're certainly downplaying it or, or they're being 
you know, on the on the less conservative side of what it takes to overcome said ailment. And that's the problem. The problem is them diagnosing what it takes to get back on the field at a high level and stay there. That's that's where they've been wrong. So, you know, and we and going back to shit, it goes back to Luis Severino with, you know, not getting an MRI uh, after that one start and him having some discomfort. And then all of a sudden he's gone for two years. So it's it's the evaluation piece. And, and then like, okay, how are they getting back to be a contributing asset back to this team and, and sustainable that's going to help us not for the next three weeks, not for the next month, but for the rest of the season into the playoffs. They have not proven that yet. Do you think there was something they looked the other way with Radon? Because Radon came over with some injury questions. Like we talked about Radon when he signed. That's injury. We hope he's healthy, but he's had injury problems in the past. I think any guy that you're going to assess is going to, you're, you're going to have that part of the evaluation. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be discomfort. There's going to be things that they have. Uh, that have popped up over the years, and you just have to be able to live with it or not live with it. I mean, it, you look at what happened with uh, with Correa and and the whole fiasco with his medicals. Like there was a it was an ankle injury going back to like high school or something, right? Like, and different guys saw things differently and how they projected over the years. That's clearly, you know, the Yankees are, are some of these injuries are happening to guys that are more short term. Like you could argue that Bader's on another one year contract. Montas is another year contract. Do they have intention for re-signing Bader with that? Like, I would hope so. I hope that would be part of the intended plan. But you can't, you can't guarantee well, now his that. Now values down. They can get him well, at value now. And but Radone was, you know, you're signing this guy for an extended period of time, so you better damn well think that he should be fine next year. And and you remind know, three, me. four, five years into the into the contract. Remind me what Bader's injury was when they acquired him. Was it, it was an ankle? Fesh- I thought it was. I thought it was an ankle. It was a lower foot. Yeah, lower, lower leg. Foot. Lower leg. lower leg injury yeah, below yeah. the knee. I thought it was an ankle. Yeah. So um, this is obviously different, but he was in a boot when he came over. That's all I remember. Inju- injury issues again. Um, there should be a lemon law, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, right. basically, you haven't even driven the Radon car off of the lot yet. And it's, it's already injured. It's like you're, you're pulling this around from the back from the back of the dealership. And you don't even get to the stop sign at the parking lot before this thing breaks down. But you know what the lemon law says? The lemon law says you have to disclose uh, all of the problems with it. You can still sell a shitty car that doesn't run well. As long as you tell the the buyer that, hey, it's a shitty car and doesn't run well. If you want to buy it, that's your it's on you. But it's not like these guys didn't know about these things. We knew about them, so they knew about them. This is sure. this is a different case. This is a case of either too many too many, you know, medical people that are looking at and being overly confident with with how a recovery is going to go, or or just missing something in in the way that they're diagnosing it. I'm not saying they're missing the injury, but the way that they're diagnosing it and its prognosis, it's been a problem, and it's been a problem for years. Five years. It's been five five years yeah. of poor injury management from the Yankees. Whether it's guys that are in their own system, guys who are on the team, or guys they're acquiring, it's poor injury management. Now the only barometer that I have is the New York Yankees, right? So I don't know, I don't play, pay a, enough close attention to some of these other teams across the league to to see if you know everybody's going through similar situations. I don't know, but no, we do. Remember, we compared like days spent on the IL back in the 2019 season. The Yankees had like double the amount of IL days from their starting roster of any other team at like any point in history, it was something crazy. And like, I mean, a couple of years ago though, and even the last year, Tampa had a terrible bout with injuries over the years. And, and before that they hadn't really had, you know, they seemed like they were doing everything right. But recently they've, they've caught a string. So I, I don't know how rampant it is across the league and, and just how, how much of a quick 
uh, hook some of these teams have with sitting their guys, but clearly with Rodone, like that's a guy that you have to be careful with him at this point. You haven't run him out yet, and he's on a long-term contract, and he's supposed to be your number two guy. Like I get it, I get it from a Yankee side. It sucks, and I I don't want it to be this way, but um, they do have to be cautious whether they missed missed something or not. That begs the question: uh, Who are we looking at to fill the rotation? Obviously. Clark Schmidt and Domingo Herman, who we've talked about, but Devin Garcia has been pitching much better recently. And Boone was talking about stuff wise, it's been much more crisp. He's throwing fastball by guys right now, and that's good to see. So, Devi's velocity has been up, and he has been working on his cutter. And in spring, uh, seven and a third innings pitch, 2.45 ERA, obviously limited time. But this, I guess, opens up the door for Devi Garcia to make the roster in some capacity, maybe. If they don't want to have both Herman and Schmidt in the starting rotation to start the season, which I don't see why they wouldn't. The, the, the one way they wouldn't is if Radon is really progressing well and he's going to make, say, the third start of the season or something like that. And you don't want to have to have Herman stretched out and then go to the bullpen or the same thing with Schmidt. You'll just keep one of those guys in the bullpen and then maybe Dev, Devin Garcia gets a shot or something like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, don't forget like the first month month-ish of the season you know they could be much more flexible too in the way that they're they're handling the rotation they don't have the depth to do that now but you know he could have been he could have been up for a spot start if they wanted to give another guy a day rest in the past they don't have that luxury now with another guy down there like Davey Garcia was that guy Um, but he may be relied upon a hell of a lot more now but you know with the glass again looking at this with uh, rose-colored glasses not really glass half full rose-colored glasses Clark Schmidt's going to get an opportunity uh, to to show w- w- what he can do, um, and that makes me excited because I he's a guy that I, I do want to see, especially with this new pitch. I want to see him uh, get that opportunity and see how he can do. I'm ho- I'm I'm hopeful that that he can take advantage of it. We a uh, couple episodes ago we were talking about Devi Garcia, but he still has one option left, right? That was misinformation that was going around Twitter. So he, Devi's got one option left. So we thought he didn't have options, but he does have one option left. So. That opens up a, a little flexibility. Flexibility there, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised too if you if you look at uh, you know, look at the the scrap heap of of starting pitchers and who's doing well. Hey, Matt Harvey pitching really Ooh. well for Team Italy right now needs a home. The I love dark how night. I love when guys are just like, yeah, you know, my grandfather is Italian, so I'm gonna go play for I'm gonna so go here, play for Team Italy. I couldn't make the USA team, so I'm gonna go over this way. Didn't A Rod play for both US and Dominican? He did. What are your thoughts about that? Scott? Of course, <laughs> of course, he did. It's it's when it when it happened. It is the most a rod thing of all time. When it happened in real time, I'm like, this makes so much sense. So much sense. <laughs> what a fucking tool bag! What an absolute tool bag! Just pick one. I don't care if you play for the Dominican. I don't care if you play for Team USA. Just pick one. No, he's got to pick both. He's got to he's got to piss off everybody. You know, and try to appease everybody. That's he's the just, thing. He's, he's trying, trying to, to appease. appease everyone. He's trying to appease. And in the process of trying to appease, you piss everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, such a classic, a classic <laughs> move by him. I, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Matt, because Matt, because you know why? Because Matt Harvey would be somebody to play for Team USA and Team Italy. Yeah. And he may have picked, did he pitch for USA ever? I don't know. Maybe he didn't last one. Ilya, if you could look that up. And, you know, freaking. Team Japan because his mom went over to Japan and got her citizenship yeah. when, when she was when she was his great grandfather was something. stationed in Okinawa at one point. <laughs> Japan. Yeah, yeah. 
So it is March. Were you aware that it's the month of March, Scott? I was aware of that. Yeah. Do you, do you know what it's happens? Been, in it's March? been that halfway. We're we're actually halfway through it. Yeah. Do you know what happens in March? Um, my dad's birthday is today. Oh, happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday. He doesn't listen to this, uh, no. but happy birthday. And um, the first day of spring happens, um, which is my brother's birthday. Okay. The few other St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. The color is green. Do you know what else is green? Athletic greens, AG1, baby. How about that transition? Beautiful, professional. AG1 is a daily supplement that's packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Many, many benefits. I've been doing it for months. We both have. I think the first package they sent us was in October, so going on whatever that is, uh, five, five months now. Supports my mental clarity and alertness, promote uh, alertness, promotes gut health with pre and probiotics, better sleep quality and recovery, and it boosts energy. Last week I talked about taking those travel packs to Vegas. Those those were a game changer. How, being able to wake up in a you know crappy Vegas hotel room and know that the first thing you're gonna put in your body after destroying it the night before is something healthy, it just it just makes you feel a little bit better about your decisions from the night before. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial flavoring. It's affordable. Each serving costs less than $3. That's a very small price to pay for all of the good stuff you're putting in your body. It's easy. If you're like us, things are easy. Like I said, I took the travel pack with me. It's an like a tiny envelope size that you can just put in your backpack. It doesn't take up any room. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is trusted by athletes and health experts around the world. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes. Also in the show notes, if you want to check it out, I'll have the link so you don't have to write it down. All right. We mentioned Harrison Bader and his injury. But let's talk about options for center field if Bader is going to be out for... Oh, what's your guess on the, the date when Bader makes his season debut? Um, In my brain, I was thinking May 1st. When I saw this news, I was like, if he's back by May 1st, I feel like I will sign up for that now. They're saying yeah. he's only going to miss two or three weeks. Of the regular season, so I'm buffering another two or you know another two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm really hopeful it's on the two week side. So I'll go the other side and I'll say uh, you know the twentieth, April twentieth. Give me that. Okay, April, whatever the next oh, game is after April twentieth. If there's not a game on that day, four twenty, little four twenty action, little four twenty action. You know, nice. So Judge is expected to play center field with right field getting filled by a combination of Hicks, maybe Esteban Florial, maybe Oswaldo Cabrera. But uh, dark horse in all of this is that we saw IKF is going to get time in the outfield and Boone plans to play him in center field. IKF has been working with the gold glove caliber outfielder Nick Swisher this spring. Oh, oh, Nick Swisher never won a gold glove. Got it. Okay. Couldn't have, you couldn't have found someone else. I understand <laughs> Nick Swisher is in Yankees camp. He's whatever, an assistant to the advisor, traveling advisor. And he's a cool guy. I like Nick Swisher. We're going to him for outfield defense advice, really. I mean, sometimes you have the the coaches are not always the the best players. They don't know how to do it, but they can tell you how to do it. They know how to execute it um, in theory. 
So I'm fine with that. But yeah, I, I mean, IKF is just showing his value. This is this is uh, this is why he's a valuable player on this team. He holds value for the things that he can do. Not to say that he does uh, something one thing very well, but he does a lot of things pretty good. And and when you have a guy like that that can fill in, when when your medical staff is continuously, um, continually, continuously, I get that screwed up a lot. When they're wrong a lot, you need a guy that can play multiple positions to to cover your ass. And he's that guy. No, he's gonna they, slap. He's gonna get on base a lot. He's gonna steal bases. He's gonna play pretty good defense uh, at multiple positions. So. He's valuable on this team for that purpose. He's a you, he's, he's a utility guy. You've got two of those guys because Oswaldo Cabrera too. Like I know we're saying Oswaldo Cabrera want him to be the starting left fielder, but let's be real. He's not going to be the everyday starting left fielder. He's going to the, then there is not well. going to be an everyday field. No, left fielder I know that there's not going until be Jason Dominguez breaks down the door, which he's cool, damn close to doing. Close. He'd let the Martian mash. So I I think though between IKF Cabrera Judge. Hicks, mm-hmm. Stanton, mm-hmm. Five, was that five or six? Six guys that I listed, not including Bader. Like that's going to be your outfield rotation in some form in the first month of the season. Because I do think IKF is going to get time in the outfield. I don't think this is just like posturing. I think this is real. Well, after watching Aaron Hicks, you know, misplay another ball in left field uh, when a ball that he thought was foul that just drops at his feet inside the freaking. Uh, foul, uh, fair territory. You need another guy that's able to 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 actually stand under a ball and catch it. And IKF can do that. I'm confident that IKF can do that. Um, so you have to. You're, the Yankees are almost put in a position where they need to do this, uh, especially if you're going to give because you still got to believe that they're going to give Cabrera a good amount of run in left field to see how he can do out there in left field. Like the primary, if we're looking at primary left field, it's going to be Cabrera and Hicks. Agreed. Like that's going to be the 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 quote platoon if if you will uh, but but that's, I was, that's I who's going to be out there I thought that was the case when Bader and Judge were both going to be playing but now that that's not the case I don't think there's going to be a primary anything I think they're going to be pure you know obviously Judge is playing almost every day but the rest of the guys I think it's just like pure rotation well because you're them, not going to play Judge in center field six days a week no but they're so, going to play Judge in center field you know. Thirty percent of the time, probably. If Bader's not okay, there, so if not more than that, who's the rest? And then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like left field is going to be. I, I think that they stick IKF probably in right field, and and then left field would be Hicks or Cabrera, and then whoever's not playing there on a, on a day that IKF is not playing or playing the infield, they'll put them in right. Who plays center when Judge doesn't Hicks. play center? Okay, so Hicks, Hicks is, is he, he's the only guy that has center field experience. Besides Florio. Judge, is Florio going to even make the team? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. The guy can't, he can't hit in the major leagues. Did you know, he could be there. He could be one of these guys that's up for a bit just to, just to, you know, get some, he doesn't have any options left, right? I think he's out. Florio? Yeah. Yeah. He was another guy we were talking about options. So, so if, he if could Judge, be a defensive guy in the beginning until Bader gets back and well, then here's you the just thing, DFA if, him. If Judge is playing center field 30 to 40 percent of the time that means hicks is playing center field 60 to 70 percent that's a lot of aaron hicks in center field yeah i mean is ikf gonna magically all of a sudden be able to play no. center field no, no. I, that, that that to me i understand what they're doing it's like we're gonna put him in the outfield let's just throw him in the deep end and see if he can swim but I would be very surprised if ikf plays a major league regular season baseball game in center field understanding that estevan florio 
just doesn't have a ton of value anymore on this team or, or really anywhere else. I could see them using him in the in the first month of the season as a defensive guy to get in there to so that Judge isn't playing every single day because Hicks is not a, a center fielder right now, but he's the only one there really with experience. I could see him. Floreal is a is a plus defender. He's a guy that can that can uh, you know. You, you feel good putting him out there defensively. It's just on the offensive side, you're not getting much. So they they could do that and then just be fine with with DFAing him um, when when Bader is back and when they're comfortable. Unless they catch lightning a bottle and and you know then all of a sudden IKF becomes expendable a little bit easier and and you have a a, a defined you know fifth outfielder in Florio. Do you see this outfield being a problem? Because it was already kind of. I know we were, we love, on paper, we were like, oh, Judge, Bader, that's a great right field, center field option, and then hopefully a left fielder will emerge, and then maybe Stanton can play a couple, we didn't even mention Stanton, maybe Stanton can play a couple days a week in the outfield, but like, I don't, you see one guy goes down, Bader goes down, and then all of a sudden the outfield looks like a cluster. Anytime your center fielder goes down, it's a problem. The The Yankees have a luxury that a lot of teams do not, and that they're their gold glove right fielder can also play gold glove center field in if you need him to. No, so defensive metrics were not high on him. Close enough. Field. You you got a guy that, that can hold it down in center field um for for the time being. It's just not an ideal situation. You don't you don't want him roaming around center field for you know an extended period of time. So I would say that yes, they're plus defense defense and and yes, every we should be excited about that because when Bader's back, he's one of the best defenders out there, and you do have a complete lockdown. Um, center and right side, and you have athleticism in, with Cabrera in in left field. So yeah, I think it's still it's still fine. They're still in a, in a decent spot, but especially if, Flor- if Florial is defending and he's a, he's roaming the outfield, and that's the position he's playing for the early part of 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 April and you know possibly into May, just until Bader's back, then you can live with that because he's a plus defender and he does help out. You know, you'll see the you'll see him affect the game on the defensive side. Whereas if you had someone out there like Hicks, who who the hell knows, you know, he's going to turn around five times to catch a routine fly ball. He's going to be a, a liability out there and 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 could be a negative, um, you know, DRS guy. I yeah, as we're just talking through this, it maybe Florial makes the opening day roster purely for center field defense. And we've seen that guy has that guy has been on the Yankees. For a very long time, he, he's got, he's the man of a million faces, uh, but he's that guy. He's, he's the Brendan Ryan shortstop. He's the outfielder. He's the, you know, so it, it makes, it would make sense for him to be there again. Like this is the type of guy that you're not, he's not there for his glove. I'm sorry. He's not there for his bat. He's there for his glove. And yeah. you have to be okay with that with certain people. When, Usually last guys on the bench. So when Aaron Hicks dropped that second fly ball, was it sunny out? Was that the problem? Yeah, I think he lost it because then the next one he was like, "Oh, I can't see it," and then he caught it. And but he made it a really, really look like it was painful and struggling, like the the sun was, you know, going through his sunglasses, and and he was getting stabbed in the eyeballs. But he still you think caught he it. He was wearing a shitty race. You he was. He wasn't wearing a shitty race. That he was, was not. the problem. Yeah. Yes. Freaking Aaron Hicks, not listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. If you've been listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, we talked about shady race. He couldn't have gotten a brand new pair of shady race for an awesome deal, and he wouldn't have. Drop that fly ball. It's a real problem. Wear them on the golf course and on the baseball field. It would have been perfect for him. <laughs> Kick off this new. Do you know who he's married season. to, by the way? Aaron Hicks. Yeah. No. Cheyenne Woods, Tiger Woods' niece. No way. Yeah. 
How is that not more talked about? I just heard it in a broadcast. I don't recently, and I and I felt like at that point I'm like, did I know that? I felt I like I knew it. I didn't know that, but yeah. So that's where his golf game got him in the Woods family. Not bad, you know. <laughs> we know we, we know Aaron Hicks. <laughs> we, that's the best thing about Aaron. It's the most impressive thing Aaron Hicks has ever done. Between Aaron Hicks being a scratch golfer and the, you know, the Woods golf gene. Didn't Aaron Hicks have a baby recently? Like that kid, I'm calling it now, being a pro golfer. I cannot con- confirm or deny if that's that's the the if the, if their child is with uh, that oh, couple, that happy couple. I don't know. I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know. I don't know if they if this is something <laughs> recent. Could be completely wrong about this whole thing too, and it just made it up. But you've been watching sure I heard Full that. Swing. Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. It's it, it got boring to me towards after like episode four or five. That I'm on, I think I'm on episode four. I was yeah, I, I, I started losing steam at that point. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. They play golf well, and they're pretty boring out, outside that. <laughs> we were talking about Shady Rays. Amazing sunglasses company. It's a new baseball season. You should kick off the season right with gear to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. It's going to be sunny out, so you need that kick-ass pair of sunglasses. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair that you will find. Their frames are durable, the lenses have extremely clear optics, and it's perfect for outdoor activities, catching fly balls, playing golf, sitting on the beach, whatever you wanna do. And the beautiful thing is, if you're gonna be active, you don't have to worry if you lose or break your pair because Shady Rays will send you a new pair, no questions asked. That's huge. That's amazing because everyone knows, like I told a story about, I knocked my sunglasses off into the ocean when I was on a boat trip. There's not a human alive who has ever owned a pair of sunglasses who has not lost or broken said pair of sunglasses. So you should go check out Shady Rays because you don't have to worry about doing so. They're an awesome company. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't like your new pair that you buy, you can exchange them for free within 30 days of purchase. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's a special offer for our listeners only. ShadyRays.com, promo code BRONX for 50% off two pairs or more of polarized lenses. All right. Let's, uh, we already mentioned the Trevino injury. Rizzo's back was cranky. That was like the cherry on top when I saw that MLB notification. I think that came through on Sunday because it was just like all the other injuries they're doing. Oh, Rizzo's back is cranky too, but I'm glad it's not not going to be a serious thing. But he has had back problems. He's had back problems. You don't want anything to linger, but I I, I feel like uh, Rizzo is, yeah, this is part of who he is at this point. He just needs to manage it and he's done that. So um, yeah, he missed, he's going to miss some time at some point. I think we, kind of comes along with him and by the way that is uh, they got married last year is do have a, a child together cool right. yeah pro golf gonna be a good golfer full swing season 19 yeah Both he's gonna be or she will be very good very good at golf <laughs> do we know boy or girl we don't i don't know. know i haven't gotten that far <clears throat> okay no one really cares so a lot of blue so boy <laughs> that could just be a progressive it's a boy remember that i think i'm dating myself remember that commercial the like the phone commercial where it's like it bob add a baby eats a boy oh yeah add a baby eats a boy <laughs> i think it was a super bowl commercial that was a super bowl commercial probably from like 2003 or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
spring the uh, the shortstop spring training battle. Volpe is clearly winning this battle. It's just a matter of do they start him? Like at this point, okay. So yeah, what are they doing? He's got over a thousand. He's got uh uh one thousand one hundred and three OPS. Okay, IKF. He's making you know he's making the team in a utility role. Peraza has a five sixty nine OPS. I know he was a little banged up, but Peraza is not hitting. Volpe is absolutely mashing. There's no questions about Peraza's defense. We know what that is. It's going to be steady. Volpe has looked really good at shortstop so far and at other positions. There, at this point, I said at the start of spring, I don't think it's going to be Volpe, but he needs to unequivocally win the job, and that is what he is doing. The last, the last game I know he played, uh, or a couple of games ago, it was he 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 smoked a ball. Uh, over the right fielder off Tanner Howe. Then he did the same thing into the stands off Chris Martin. Opposite field power, which he's been showing off two major leaguers at that point. I don't know what more do you need to do. That's that's not versus you know a, a single A guy that's that's throwing because you know the spring training's over. He's he's throwing against major leaguers pretty deep into spring training at this point. The guy has proven, and the fact that he 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 hits the ball all over the field. Now I don't know how much of a consideration this 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 needs to be, but you're gonna you're gonna also be looking around looking for offense on this team too. Harrison Bader's out. If you have, let's just say you have Floriel in there. Let's say you got you know IKF having to go into right field on a on a particular day. You can't just put throw Peraza out there. Who um you know you, you're not you don't know what you're getting. He hasn't done well. He's he's been. Uh, he hasn't swung the bat very well in spring. Not to say spring is 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 what he is, but he's a glove. He's not a a plus bat, whereas Volpe is. So I'm sure that's not part of their consideration. But at the same time, it should be. And the fact that this guy is lighting it up, I don't know. I don't need to see anything more. I want him in the major leagues. If Volpe and Peraza were both having average springs, and they went with Peraza, and Peraza struggled out of the gate. There would be people questioning it, but no one would really be up in arms about like, how, how could you have gone with Peraza over Volpe and Peraza struggling? Now, if you choose Peraza over Volpe and Peraza is starting and he's struggling in April, it's such an easy second guess. It's like, what what's going on here? We've got a guy at the major league level who can't hit. And we've got Volpe who tore up spring training, who's tearing up the minors. And playing well defensively, too. It's not like Peraza is, is you know, head over 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 shoulders a better defender than than Volpe is Volpe he's definitely is a better he's definitely he's, a better he's graded as a better defender yeah, that's what, okay, what, that's what, what I'm seeing with off. my eyeballs is that the difference between them is clearly on the offensive side and there's yeah. not a huge gap defensively small sample size I understand that but let's put it this way the gap between them defensively is not as wide as the gap between them offensively in which case Volpe is much better correct if there's a if there's a even a significant gap at all on the defensive side i i don't i don't know but um yeah man like he's your highest rated prospect he's a shortstop why are you going to start him in triple a when he's the best shortstop in, in the in the in the team in the organization he's the best one right there's now. also this is kind of um <clears throat> my cynical brain at work here but it's a nice distraction from the fact that everybody they've acquired since last midseason is starting the season on the IL. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean starting playing him for sure. Playing playing Play the kid. to start the season. Yep. That's honestly the story on opening day. Hey, I throw Dominguez in there while you're at it, you know? Let's just make the story <laughs> well, that, about that the kids. Be. But if if Volpe is the Yankees opening day starting shortstop, 
That is the lead story for the New York Yankees. It's even more so than Aaron Judge returning as captain after a massive contract and 62 home run season. You agree? Ah, no. Who's the last rookie starting shortstop the Yankees have had who was a highly ranked prospect? Um, that was a highly ranked prospect? Yeah, it's Derek Jeter, obviously. Uh-huh. But who's the guy that just took his captaincy? Like, and and that's the biggest story. It's still the biggest story. Volpe's right there, though, with with uh, the storylines. Now you throw Dominguez in there. Now it's wrapped up in the in the baby bombers. We got the baby bombers back. That's the storyline. Aaron Judge, you know, being the the mentor to the baby bombers. Which Hulk will, Hulk will Aaron, have to do baby bombers part two. Yeah. Hopefully they win this time. That's, Aaron, that's, that's, that's Aaron the Judge working title with with you know the. Uh, a very good. I'm going to read the quote that that we have here for um if I can find it. The Baby Bombers part 2. Judge Hopefully quote, they don't regress terribly like Gary Sanchez did. Ju- ju- who is Judge talking to at this point? I don't know if you know who he was talking to, but um on Volpe making the opening day roster. And this is this is we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much weight that the captain of the New York Yankees, the newly appointed captain of the New York Yankees has on any roster decisions. But he says, I think he's got all the makeup tools. He checks a lot of the boxes defensively, offensively, tough at bat. He's got the speed, which is a big factor now in, in the game. My thing has always been, if you're the best player, it shouldn't matter your age. You should be up helping the New York Yankees. Doesn't matter if you're 19 or if you're 41. That's, that's, that is Aaron Judge saying that Anthony Volpe should be the starting shortstop on opening day. That's exactly what that says. Yeah. No. Right? That, that's that's, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, that's pretty <clears throat> definitive. It's, that's it's, definitely what that says. Yeah. So he's saying it. You know, I don't know if that means that there is talk about that actually happening. Um, but if, if the guy, the leader of your team, the guy that you just signed, uh, you know, for the duration of his, of his career, appointed him as the New York Yankees, Thinks that that guy should be playing shortstop. That should tell you. That should say something. You should, you should take that into consideration. I mean, do you think they take that into consideration? They should. They absolutely should. It's not like he's making the calls, but your your guy on the field is saying that this guy's ready. He's ready, and he gives us the best chance to win. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to win, and that's what the fans deserve. The fans deserve a winning team. They deserve the best product on the field. And if that kid is in Scranton then you don't have the best product because clearly he's the best shortstop in the organization right now. And I don't think many people can dispute that. The baby bombers parentheses don't tinker with every part of their game, causing them to be mentally weak and thus sucking. This one's real. Working, 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 working title. title. If you put some music under it, it might sound better. Listen up, everybody especially you guys out there. I've got a special offer to tell you about, the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Are you ready to get back into your routine this baseball season? Do you shower? How about brush your teeth? Come on, I know you do all of those things. You probably also manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. And there's no shame in that. Self-care is cool and something to be proud of. That's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine as well. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl is happy, but what if she could be even happier? This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. I mean, who doesn't want to last longer? The fact of the matter is that 40% of men experience impotence at age 40, 
and nearly 70% of men by age 70. It is time to take control of your sexual health. Stop buying sketchy pills at the gas station or hiding that little blue pill in your sock drawer. Get Sword Vitality instead. This is a product to be proud of. It looks good on the shelf, it sure as hell feels good, and it shows your partner that you care about them. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit swordvitality.com and use promo code BRONX21 at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com, promo code BRONX21. That discount won't be the only nice thing you're getting. All right, a couple more things before we wrap up. Nestor Cortez through batting practice, and he's going to be making his spring debut on Sunday, which should line up for him starting, uh, you know, some point early April, which is great news. Yeah, that is great news. I think that when we first heard that he was going to be left off the WBC roster um, because of an injury that obviously our, our heads go to the gutters with uh, with timetables here. But I, I do think that this one really was let's let's be precaution let's take caution don't go uh you know on a on a more rigid travel schedule where we can't control the things that you're doing and um and let's 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 do this in Tampa so yeah i'm very very hopeful and i, I really i have a feeling he's he's fully healthy fully healthy ready to go but so this is it's like you've got Cole and Severino mm-hmm. to open the season and then and then you've got Domingo Herman Clark Schmidt, Debbie Garcia to round out the five, and then maybe Nestor Cortez gets a start the second swing around, which would basically be like a 14-day, you know, 13, 12, 13, 14-day delay into the season. So that's what they're looking at to start the season. Yeah, they're going to have to, they're going to have to hit. So Anthony Volpe better be up in shortstop because these guys are going to have to score a lot of runs uh, because the other teams seemingly are as well. But no, it's like, it's really hard to have depth in the starting rotation as well because there's just not roster spots for this. In 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 more more cases for starting pitching, I think than anything uh, any other position in baseball. Because if you're a viable starting pitcher, you have a major league job. It's not like you can hide guys in AAA or in your in your minor league. You have to develop them, and and they have to be under team control, or you have to go acquire them and and you know play play a little bit of roulette with maybe some veterans. You know the. The, the way the Yankees have done in the past. Um, but that that's another one. They they may be looking for for a veteran guy like we were talking about, like the, uh, Matt Harvey of the world. But it's really difficult to have starting pitching depth when you're when you're looking at situations like this. No one has a good number eight starter. No. <laughs> no one has a number a good number six starter, seven starter usually, unless no, you have a six. kid. If you have number a kid six. or if you have someone in the in the bullpen, but again, like they can't be designated as a as a starting pitcher no. necessarily. But teams plenty of times, I mean, the Yankees honestly have had decent number six starting depth for the past few years. Granted, their number four, five weren't very good either. So it's like four, five, six, we're all just kind of the same. But they have had that option over the past few years. But once you get to the seventh and eighth depth spots, it's like, what what do you expect to be out there? Right. It's going to be a journeyman guy. And I expect that to happen, too. We also had a little more context on the offer that the Padres made to Aaron Judge. This is from Ken Rosenthal, and the info is coming from Judge's agents. The offer was around $415 million for at least 12 years. The Padres flew Judge out and his family and his dog to the winter meetings on a private jet 
Judge met with the Padres and um, met with them for three hours. And at that point, the Padres offer was like $100 million more than the Yankees offer. And that is at the point also, I mean, just the timing is lining up to when Heyman broke the news that Judge is going to the, the Giants. And then that is what triggered Hal to send Judge the text. And I think they had a phone call being like, what do you want? Do you want to be a Yankee? What do you need? Oh, you need a ninth year? Okay, here it is. And that got it done. But could have been a Padre for 415. I mean, he turned down a lot of money. That's a that's a that's a lot of money that he turned down to stay in. He's not. I, I'm so glad that he did that. Obviously, for many reasons, because you know he's he's one of my favorite guys. I I, I want my my kid to grow up watching Aaron Judge play baseball like that. I think about that stuff now, and you know his but but him doing what he did, the opposite of what Robbie Cano did, where Robbie Cano had the opportunity to to be the guy in New York, to be the you know face of the franchise, to to really capitalize on the New York market and all the things that go along with that. Obviously he didn't see the forest through the trees. Aaron Judge did long term approach here. Understand the uh the the legacy of being a New York Yankee and and what that can do for you, especially if you win a championship. Uh, so he saw the value in it, and I, I love that. That makes that like you, you feel wanted as a fan base. I think from the guy that wants to play and stay and stay, you know, loyal to the the homegrown organization. So I love it. If that's true, that's fifty five million in three guaranteed years that he left on the table. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a lot. I I did not think that if the Yankees were, I didn't think if there was an offer fifty five million above the Yankees that he would still be a Yankee. And so I'm happy to have been proven wrong on that. What does that make you think? Does it make you think anything different about Judge? Um, because the, I the narrative is it's like these guys are going to go where the, they're making the most money, and that's not a small amount of money either. That's a significant amount of money. No, but like, I think he sees the the added value to his legacy staying a New York Yankee that he would not have as a Padre. The same thing you just said for Robbie Cano. And there's very few organizations, the Yankees might be the only organization, where if you stay a New York Yankee and you win as a New York Yankee, your legacy is just better, even if your stats are not better. Um, But I think there would be a breaking point, right? Like, he wasn't going to accept the 270 or whatever that they offered him, right? Like, that was never a reality. $55 million is a lot of money. But anybody, was, but it, it, the Yankees had to come to the ninth year at forty million, the highest AAV ever. They had to do that. Maybe it didn't have to be the highest offer, but it had to be a still bonkers, crazy offer. They weren't going to get him for seven years and thirty-five million a year. You agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, they okay. had to be. Well, they, there was a minimum. They had to meet his his criteria level right. of commitment and and years, and and they clearly they did, did it right. Yeah. So what does it say about Judge? I don't I don't consider that like a hometown discount or something like that. I consider it he's a really smart guy. He understands the the added legacy value of staying in the Bronx. Yeah. All right. And I heard they were going to charge him to remove the judges chambers. He didn't want to pay the fee. Well, why'd you name your kid after Harrison Bader and not Aaron Judge? Just curious about that. Uh, pretty sure Harrison was born before Harrison Bader was a New York Yankee. And now Harrison Bader has an oblique injury. So I got to change the kid's name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what is judge's middle name? James? Is it Aaron, Aaron James judge? I don't know. Middle name. Anyway, WBC, you got any thoughts about the WBC? My leadoff thought is that the team USA playing at 10 PM 
is stupid. And they should be playing at a more reasonable time for East Coast old ass people like myself to watch. You know, I don't know if this is a me problem or if this is something that that other people are struggling with at some point, but I'm having a hard time like finding the games sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's on Tubi. Some of them are on Tubi. Some of them are on no, the dude, Fox Sports should... app. Okay, it's like this I, is the time. I, I don't know how many like... people have cable anymore. I don't. So I got to like filter through uh, all these goddamn yeah, apps. I don't have cable either. It's 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 becoming it's more like when of the a March challenge. Madness games are on like True TV and stuff, right? It's like the March yeah. Madness. It's always there's always games on random S channels. Why why can't why can't everything everything be through the MLB app? Why can't they license that shit out so that it goes to the the Tubi broadcast or the the Fox Sports broadcast from MLB? So I could just go there. I know I'm, if I want to watch baseball, I go here. This is where I'm going. I don't got to find out. The commercials are still going to hit me. You're that still going to get the be, license. That's a really good app idea. It's just the baseball game app. Baseball, watch baseball games. That's that's the app. And then all it does is you go on there and you're like, oh, I want to watch the TMUSA game. I want to watch the Yankees game. It just takes you to whatever platform is actually broadcasting it. But that's exactly what it does currently. <laughs> that's exactly what it does currently. It just takes you to a regional only, sports network. Only, yeah, yeah no. but only only if it's broadcast, but it doesn't do that if it's uh, a, an FS1 broadcast. Because you're right, it gets blacked broadcast. out. It gets yeah. blacked out because you got to watch the... Well, it's because the commercials don't translate over. They have a different commercial. So just, you know, sync up the commercials, do what you got to do. Please, God, make them the same volume because that's a problem. And and just figure that out. Like the radio broadcast that, oh my God, I'm listening to it. And then all of a sudden someone's screaming at me, uh, you know, about whatever the hell. Um, so yeah, it's not that difficult. It shouldn't be that difficult in today's world. Just Just put it in the same place, you know? Have you seen the Great Britain jerseys? They're bad. They're really so bad. Good. They're so good. It's like little league jerseys. It's like it's like the the banquet jersey that you get. Like just like they're worse than that because on letters. It's like they went into yeah exactly. They went into the garage and did the stickum letters, and they made everything. It's so small. That's what's pissing me off. If you made that same font, just typical, it's like Arial font, and you just have it uh, across the jersey. It would look better, but it's even smaller. It looks it's like it's like a they miniature. Didn't have funding? They didn't have funding for jerseys, yeah. so we can we just make it clipper. larger. Just make it larger. It would be so much better. But the fact that it's so ridiculously small and it doesn't fit the the body, it's so weird looking. It's so funny. It's so funny. They're getting mocked too, which is just great. Like the you know, the guy that's putting out soft, joining a softball team starting next week. Jerseys look better than that. You're you're doing a softball team? Yeah, we're doing a green light softball team. Oh, nice. Is is Chris actually playing? He is. As is Kyle. That's, that's we're playing a, in a rookie unfair. league too. That's unfair. <laughs> you, you can't you can't roll up with two former NFL players. Might be play. four. Might be four actually, because there's other guys in the area. But poor poor other teams. They just think that they're just like going up against like oh other forty year olds who are just gonna take this. Here's what I know. Up. Here's what I know. I'm gonna, Kyle along, ready to I'm, mash taters. I'm going to position myself after them so that I'm not standing on third when they're up. Because no, if I'm standing on third, like, you know, my ass is, my, my, my literal ass is facing the plate just so that if a ball does hit because you have no time to get out of the way. At, but at baseball point. is one of those equalizer sports where it's like, obviously, you're an NFL athlete. You're freakishly big, freakishly athletic. This is slow pitch softball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is not baseball. This is slow pitch softball. Baseball is an equalizer sport, though, because you've got to have that skill. Baseball is more of a skill, right? Yeah. It's like Kyle was also drafted by the White Sox. 
fuck? <laughs> yeah. So as what position? Uh, he pitched, but he he hit too. Pitched? Yeah, he's a big boy. Jesus. Yeah, it's like the he Frank, would scare the shit out of the me Frank, if I saw that the guy. The Frank in the Thomas of pitching. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. He's he's an unbelievable athlete for the size that he is. Um, but yeah, that's uh. So I don't even know what the hell we were talking about, but um, that's I don't know. I don't know. Softball coming up. Here we go. Oh, the jerseys. The jerseys. Yeah, they're better looking because they're bigger. That's it. Just make it bigger. Just make the thing bigger on the front of the chest, and you're fine. You know what? So small. If you have, if you don't have a good idea for a jersey design, make it awful, like historically bad. Because, like, why not? But you have to have some creativity, even to make it historically bad. They just didn't try, and and they're like, it doesn't matter. But it does matter. It does matter. They mailed it in. Did they? Did they get out of? No, they finished. They finished last in the in, in the pool, or they are currently last in the pool with USA, Mexico, Canada, Colombia. Who did they beat? Though they beat they beat Colombia. Was that who they? They beat someone uh, decent. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who they beat, but a couple of the pools have already been decided. Team Australia, surprisingly, like we were talking about this before we recorded. So Japan obviously was four zero in their pool. Australia is three and one. Korea got uh, did not make the cut two and two, and I I understand Australia has a pro baseball league, but you know I just would have guessed you know Korea is another amazing baseball country that they would have gotten out of that pool, but Australia beat them out. So fun stuff. All right, that is going to wrap it up for today's show. A uh, couple programming notes. Obviously, we already talked about the Brian Cashman episodes Thursday, Friday. Check those out. We're approaching opening day in a couple of weeks ahead of opening day we're going to be doing team preview episodes and uh, we're thinking about mixing it up this year <clears throat> since the yankees are playing everybody on the calendar somehow doing a preview for every team not an in-depth preview like we do for the ALEs teams but it'd be a, a couple minute preview for for every team that the yankees are going to see on their schedule this year so that should be fun stay tuned for that those episodes will be published the the week of opening day any last words scott um just a quick thank you to everybody who uh uh, supported supporting Bevan donated on her marathon uh, donation nice. page. There's a bunch of Yankees fans, a bunch of listeners from here. Um, I'm going to get the whole list uh, and call everybody out, but I know she's sending emails to everybody as that's happening. So really do appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, and she is uh, super grateful. She's, she's been training her butt off kind of, kind of pushing through some, uh, some knee injury here. And, uh, but she's got what, about a little over a month now until she runs 26 miles, like a lunatic. A lunatic. Is she, is she worried about the weather? No. I haven't heard her say one thing about the weather. She's more worried about the, the 26 miles in front of her. Yeah, but like the weather, I, I mean, I've, for, I've, in people who have run marathons, because I know people who have run marathons, they're like mm -hmm. always concerned about the weather. It needs to be a good running day. What if it's not? It's still 26 miles. That's, I mean, for someone that's never done that before, it, then it makes it extra shitty. Yeah. If it's 75 degrees outside, you're going right. to die. You're going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want it to be that hot, right? You want it to be like 50, 50 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, weather certainly matters. And if it's like slippery, if it's, you know, if it's yeah. raining and you got that, that would suck, I guess. And, you know, I don't know. The great equalizer. I, I think for, for her, she just needs to push through it. Rain, sleep, snow, you know. It's the first one. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. 
If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.